I want anyone that brings us a deal to make as much money as humanly possible. I want them to win, win big, and there's more money. There's an unlimited amount of money out there. So if they make 200 grand, God bless them. I'm so happy for them. And that is the attitude in which you need to have when you're communicating with that wholesaler. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I'm the fearless leader, Marco Kozlowski, where I am joined today with Gabriel Araish from Montreal, where I'm originally from. There be no Frank today. He is not going to be joining us. And we're going to be discussing, hashing out uh, how to handle wholesalers when they bring us opportunities. And of course, if you have not yet listened to the first 10 episodes, I highly recommend that you do so you understand our processes, what we do, how we do things. Of course, our philosophy is to buy as many cash flowing assets as we can using existing resources, uh, asset-based lenders, and developing the skills necessary in order to put all the pieces together. Taking money that is available for us, helping sellers that need to sell, and the more skills you have, the more refined they are, the more money you can make out of pretty much thin air, just using all the opportunities that are on the ground. And um, a lot of my followers are always confused. Hey, there's a wholesaler, you know, he has uh, possibly a great deal, smells like a deal, looks like a deal, talks like a deal. And uh, how do we actually handle this prickly pear, I say with uh, quotation marks, air quotation marks, if you will. And how do we actually buy a contract or how do we actually deal with a wholesaler and make sure that uh, the deal doesn't go sideways? And uh, there are some um, inherent obstacles. For example, if we're dealing with a agent directly, uh, which does happen, uh, we can use our agreements and uh, directly with a seller and the agent will be taken care of, of course, through our agreements and through the contract that they have with the seller uh, to get paid their commission. But when there's a wholesaler, they already have a contract, which is most likely not going to be ours. In fact, it never is ours. And a lot of the things that protect us are in that contract, like the things that we need for due diligence, the time of closing, earnest money deposits when they're refundable, a whole lot of things that most wholesalers just don't do or don't have or don't no. So how do we handle this is really the big question. So Gabriel, I don't know if you want to uh, want to start or, or okay. let's get into uh, perhaps the things that are not on the contract that we that are very important and the biggest fears, I guess, that most wholesalers would have shelling over the, the agreement that we're wanting to buy because at the end of the day, a wholesaler is selling the agreement, not the property. And uh, there are definitely things that are going to be lacking in the agreement, which could be a red flag. And we're going to discuss how to possibly fix all that and uh, should be an interesting organic discussion. Yeah. And I think before getting to the actual contract stage, if we can couch that for a minute or two, it's understanding that, you know, we have a process to purchase properties and the wholesaler does not or has their own process that's nowhere and doesn't look like ours that's for sure you know they have no idea what an impasse is how to get there and their idea when they're getting into a property they already know that their only exit is to sell it to someone else they don't have the mindset of let me get the best possible deal so that i can you know buy it first and if i can't buy it or things don't check out i'm gonna sell it as an exit strategy or wholesale it as an exit strategy which is the way you know as you know if you've listened to the prior podcast this is how we operate wholesaling is part of us it's one exit strategy but it's not the only one and it's not the first one that we look for 
So in, because of this, uh, their contracts, now we can get back to here, don't include certain protections. First and foremost is the due diligence items. We have no idea what they've done. And for the most part, you know, from my, the history that I have dealing with wholesalers is they don't even do due diligence or they don't even ask or barely ask for anything. So, you know, when, when we're having discussions with them and asking them, well, you know, what's the condition of the property? Well, you know, I haven't seen it yet. Or the seller told me this, the seller told me that. So it's always a game of, well, you know, he said, she said, well, that's great, but how do we know? And same thing with rents, you know, the, you know, well, this is the rent roll they sent me. Okay. Okay, good. Well, did you check that they're getting paid? Are there leases? So there's a lot of what we traditionally do as due diligence that's not included. Again, it makes sense to a certain extent because they just want to sell the property to someone else. We're in it to buy it and hold it. So the operations are going to fall on us. Once they get their check, they don't care what happens to the property. They don't care if somebody pays or doesn't pay, if everybody leaves the next day. And so that's that's one of the largest issues, I guess, with the difference in contracts. And obviously the timeline where usually a wholesaler, when they're willing to come down to a price that you were, you know, you're willing to pay based on what they've told you, obviously before checking. So, you know, we trust, but verify. So we're still in a trust phase where they're telling us, you know, this is the numbers. Okay. So based Based on those numbers, this is what we pay. And it's always a struggle. No, 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 no. Eventually they say yes. And why did they say yes? It's because they're near the end of their fuse, which is I got to close next week or I got to close, uh, you know, th in three days. Well, okay, well, you know, we have no due diligence. How are we supposed to do that? Exactly. And if we get into uh, an agreement with a wholesaler where we only have three days to check the leases, check the financials, uh, make sure the building is is sturdy. It's not a bad buy. You don't want to get into something that's going to be completely terrible. Can we get the right management team in there? That takes time. We can't make promises to anyone else based on someone else's timeline. So the sad part is, in many cases, when there is a wholesaler involved, they don't have the right mechanisms to really do the right checks and balances, as Gabriel was saying. And if they're their end of their rope or their time and their contract is about to expire with the seller, you know, the seller is going to be a little cheesed off or let's call it pissed off that, you know, nothing has happened within a certain amount of time. And then once we get involved and we ask for all these things that the wholesaler just doesn't have, it can really be a, you know, a difficult position for the wholesaler to be in and the seller to be in because, you know, bad things could happen. Uh, you know, nothing's happened for 30 days and now you have 15 days left and suddenly, you know, this is what you want. Why didn't you ask me for this at the very beginning? What's going on? So it can be a little bit rough and it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It's just that it can be rough. So you have to be conscious of the timeline and honor whatever contract that they're trying to present to you to make sure that you have all the right checks and balances at the right time. Now, again, this can all be resolved and we've done this multiple times. Now, do I like deal, you know, dealing with a wholesaler? Absolutely, because they're spending their time, their money, their energy. They're perhaps driving for dollars. If you're listening to this and you are a wholesaler, you know, you're putting a lot of time and energy into finding the right deal so you can make a paycheck and take care of your family and you're just trying to, you've done the work and you just want to be compensated for getting the right property at the right price. Get it, I understand that. But at the same time, as buyers and we're using asset-based lenders, we're using other people's or institutional money to acquire these things. We also have to protect our investors to make sure we're not stepping into something that's going to be a disaster because that's not really what we're trying to do. So how do we fix this? How do we really figure this out? Well, of course it starts with a contract. And the biggest challenge that most wholesalers will have is giving us the contract for us to take a look at before something is in place or some paperwork is in place to know that they're going to get paid. In some cases, they just want you to just here write the check and then I'll give you the contract. The biggest, I guess, fear, if we can talk about it, is they 
once we agree on a price, let's talk about Sophie's case, mm-hmm. where a wholesaler has, um, this is a $400,000 property-ish, and uh, we have an agreement of 175 and this is a fairly common thing. And so it's a great deal. At 175 it's worth 400000 Cool. Now, the wholesaler on the other side is, of course, going to make money. And most wholesalers are terrified of really divulging how much cash they're going to make, right? Because most people would be upset at how much money they're going to make. Now, do you think we should be upset if a wholesaler makes a lot of money? In fact, if a wholesaler bought this for a dollar, and is wholesaling this to for us for 175,000 and it's worth 400,000 should we be upset that they're making 175 what if the seller is actually writing them a check for 25,000 take it off their hands and they're making $200,000 at the end of the day do we care if we're getting this property at less than half price should we give a shit how much money this wholesaler is making good for them no. good for them absolutely mm-hmm. high five mm-hmm. and if you come from a, a position of i don't want you to make very much money you're not going to last very long in this business i want anyone that brings us a deal to make as much money as humanly possible. I want them to win, win big, and there's more money, there's an unlimited amount of money out there, so if they make 200 grand, God bless them. I'm so happy for them. And that is the attitude in which you need to have when you're communicating with that wholesaler. And uh, really talk about the gorilla in the room that's been spray painted, all sorts of stripes, wearing a pink tutu that's, you know, smoking a joint in the middle of the room. The biggest fear is going to be that gorilla is going to be, I don't want you to reduce the price because you're going to know exactly how much money I make. So the first thing we're going to discuss is, hey, if you are getting paid 25 grand and we're, you know, and we're buying this from you for, or the contract says 175 and you're making all 200, we don't care. We really don't care. We want you to do as many of those as possible because we'll buy them all, all of them. So the more money you make, the better it is for you and the better it is for us. So that first conversation has to be had where we really want them to make as much money as possible, number one, and we really don't care how much money they make as long as it makes sense for us that we know we can buy it. Using asset-based lenders, as long as the checks and balances are there, and those elements need to be in the agreement. And if they make $200,000 every time they bring us a property and we're getting it at 50% off, I mean, how many times would you do that? <laughs> as many times as possible. Ding, ding, right? ding. So, yeah, that's right. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. Yes. So we're not coming from a place of nickeling and diming anyone. We want them to do extremely well. And that's a conversation that you need to have up front in the very beginning stages and uh, for them to feel comfortable that the only reason we're saying no, perhaps, to their number at first uh, is, A, we have to say no, because every if you make an offer that is accepted too quickly, you pay too much. That's bottom line. And there's something called, obviously, seller's remorse or the buyer's curse, where if you got exactly what you wanted too quickly, you're thinking, crap, shit, I could have gotten more. And the wheels will fall off the wagon at one point. Or if you, you know, same thing, if you buy something too quickly, it's too easy, the wheels will fall off the wagon as well. So you have to have a balance of give and take and negotiation. Even if it's already a good deal, you have to go through the dance. You have to go through the motions in order to really secure that deal. So everyone feels like they won and won big. And if you're dealing with a wholesaler, you have to make sure that, you know, you want them to make as much money as possible. And obviously the reason we want to do that is, of course, we're authentic in that and we want them to do well. But we also want to see the contract to see what items are there or not there so we can fix it if there is a problem. Because if the number does work, we need to now go to the seller and really make sure that our timelines are met despite what's going on in the contract. I know, Gabe, if you want to touch on that. Well, yeah, sure. It's And I mean, the question is just how do we do this? So, you know, if we did get the contract once we had that conversation with the wholesaler 
and we notice that you know the timelines are not correct or, or at least they're not good enough for us or what we need or if there's due diligence documents that are missing for the most part i think that <laughs> there, there's no list of due diligence documents typically so the question is well you know what can we get from the seller and there's two different ways of doing this because it really depends on the wholesaler's relationship with the seller if he was up front and the seller is aware that this person is just wholesaling the contract because that happens a lot these days where it's an open discussion and it's happened to us where the wholesaler says, hey, you know what? The seller knows what, what's going on here. Let's just have a three-way call and iron this out. And that's the best way because we can then, you know, make the wholesaler look good for presenting this the right way and giving them props and edifying them. And at the same time, explaining to the seller, hey, you know, as much as we'd like to buy this at this price, we're, we're okay with the number. We just need, you know, the following to get our checks and balances done so that we can get you to your next chapter in your life. So that's option one. Now, obviously, the option two where, you know, the wholesaler is doing this kind of without disclosing this to the seller then it gets a little bit tricky because it's a game of telephone where we're going to tell the wholesaler what we need and then they're going to have to go back to the seller and sometimes it's just a mea culpa where it's like hey get us all on the phone and we'll tell them what's going on and maybe just appease the seller's concerns by saying hey you know you understand that this is not the way you thought this was going to happen but hey we're here we're open to buying it you're going to get the number you want for that to happen we just need x y and z let's get this to the closing table and typically that can work as well Yes, and we can ask for extensions if necessary and redo the agreement, which could be done as well. I'll get, get into something that's a little bit more advanced and sort of a, a technique that we use a lot, which uh, is actually creating a new agreement between us and the seller directly, uh, which is obviously past the existing agreement that the wholesaler has. We can walk the wholesaler through how to secure their position on the property and then get paid at closing through a release basically of, of contract. So I'm not gonna get into the dynamic because it's gonna confuse you more that's really gonna help you, but there's in essence uh, the contract with the wholesaler that is gonna stay exactly how it is, securing their position, let's say at 175, uh, and then we buy it from the seller directly at whatever price is even the exact same price. Forgive me, let me say this again. The number between the, let's say that the, the wholesaler had it for 150, all right? So the contract would remain in place for 150 between the wholesaler and uh, the seller. We step in at 175 and that $25,000 difference would be paid off to the wholesaler at closing. So it'd be a very clean transaction A to B with uh, the uh, wholesaler being paid at closing. And we have all the documentation necessary for it to be clean. Uh, the seller would understand what's going on. Uh, we would position ourselves as someone in his network that is basically going to take it on. And uh, you know we're gonna step in at this point and hear all the things that we need. And if the seller really does need to sell, uh, waiting an extra couple weeks to get all the checks and balances in a row is really not gonna be a problem. So instead of actually having a, an assignment agreement where we're buying a contract that sucks, to tell you the truth, we can go with the permission of the wholesaler, of course, because if the wholesaler is in the driver's seat and if this the wholesaler wants to be paid, whether it's 25,000, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, I don't care how much they make, we have to do the paperwork in the right way where it's clean, where it's not going to raise any eyebrows. In a lot of states, assignments have been all but banned or even you need a real estate license in order to do an assignment. So the, the way that we've been structuring it since way before this was frowned upon allows us to step in, get the wholesaler paid and for us to just deal direct to seller again with the wholesaler making sure that they're taken care of because we definitely want to take care of those that take care of us uh, doing all the work to find us the right deals. In fact, I want a thousand wholesalers bring us deals like that every single day so we can buy as many as we want. And that's really the beauty of the business and 
taking care of people and it, this is a relationships business and of course the wholesaler wants to be paid the seller wants to be paid and of course we want to buy the right property that gives cash flow for the rest of our lives yeah and just to add to this if you are a wholesaler listening to this we will walk you through the process of securing your position so that you can get paid at closing the right. way you should be so uh, like we said we're in it to win-win not just to just to win on our own and nobody likes to go to a party by themselves Correct. And of course, it starts with the right conversation with the wholesaler, making sure they feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, we want to get them paid, have them comfortable us communicating with the seller or going through, like you said, telephone or doing a conference call where they're responsible for, you know, I don't want to, my intention is not to cut anyone out, nor should it be, right? Uh, they've done the work, they should be paid. Uh, just like any other real estate agent that's done the work to list the property and they've busted their butt trying to find the buyer, they found us and they should be paid. Anyone that puts in the effort should be paid. And I don't care how much someone makes. Uh, whether it's an agent or a wholesaler, we just have to do it the right way. And by doing it where you're not combative, where it's let's all work together to get to a solution, uh, works a lot better. And we have tons of wholesalers that bring us great opportunities. They're getting paid and they're they're happy and we're happy. In fact, I have a wholesaler out of Daytona that I offered to give my class because she's giving me so many deals. I'm like, man, why don't you learn how to do this so you can buy these properties? Because sometimes they're just, I don't understand why she wouldn't buy it, but she loves wholesaling and she said she was so busy looking for deals, she doesn't have time to take a three-day class where she doesn't ever need to use her own money again to buy all the deals that she's looking for anyway, which makes no sense to me, but people do what people do and you can't fix people that don't want to be fixed really so instead of selling the sheep she could be selling the wool and that's just her we're choice. happy to buy the sheep every single time every single time so if we're to just recap this can we do business with a wholesaler absolutely and uh, the uh, the items that we need are a to handle the the biggest elephant in the room which is making sure we're okay with them getting paid we want to secure their position so no one can go around them not just us but anyone else and then we have the right series of agreements that allow us to buy it so we can appease the asset-based lender so we have all the checks and balances necessary do all the checks that we can and if it checks out we close and we just do it again and again and again and again let's not make it weird so there you go so hopefully that was uh informative hopefully you learned a little bit and yes let's do some business thank you gabriel very much i think we nailed that and appreciate you the listener as well like it love it share it and again thank you so much for being part of our podcast and uh, appreciate you very much and uh, tune in next time where we're going to talk about we don't know yet but you'll figure it out when you listen to the next episode thanks guys have a great day bye for now If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.